Just starting off, just there we go. Stuff almost fell apart over here for a second, but I got it. So happy Thursday, happy we're back for another week. Um, happy October all over again. Happy, just happy, happy eighth hour of the evening. I, just happy. What's up? Hey y'all. <laughs> Can you tell I miss y'all? I miss y'all from this week. I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, stuff be happening. You know, life just be going on. And I get to miss people. I'm a misser, if that makes sense. It's fine. If it doesn't, it's okay, too. Um, anywho, we are back with our special guest, Jasmine. Hey. Hey, Jasmine. Hey. Thanks hey, for Jasmine. having me again. Of course. Thank you so much for coming back. Um, and for all of you out there, welcome or welcome back to another episode of The B-Mix right here on BigSchoolsRadio.com. Um, you already know who Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time are for, for everyone, the unseen, the unheard, the forgotten, the overlooked, whether it be the forgotten part of you or for the person that does not belong anywhere, me, B. So again, welcome and or welcome back. Um, and me. Huh? And me. Okay. <laughs> right. Look, literally all of us. Okay. That's the thing. That is the whole point that I want people to get. It's, it's all of us. Like, I don't care what your socioeconomic status is I don't care what your level of education is like we legit somewhere you and somebody that you think is completely at the opposite end of the world either physically or mentally spiritually or whatever you and someone else share something alike and it very well could be the fact that you feel as though you are overlooked you feel as though that you are unheard. You feel as though you are misinterpreted. You feel as though that you are just unseen. Like that's like, it's, it seems so minor, but it's such a major thing. Like something that you could really connect with somebody like, girl, you feel like they don't hear you. They don't get you either. Me too. Like just that's easy so connection. And that's what I want people to get eventually. Like, yo, we're just connected. We just be connecting, which I love. And so, so real quick, y'all, I'm a, um, not quick, like as in it's not important, but just I want to do this before um, we get into our conversation and topic for tonight because I'm excited about it, even though it's a, you know, a, a somewhat of a heavy topic um, and, and serious topic, but um, as we awareness is always to be taken seriously. But before we get into it, I want to share because I, um, I would be remiss not to mention our uh, moment of um, a racial, in- I'm sorry, a history of racial injustice um, from last week as well as this week, because I didn't get around to sharing it last week. So I'm gonna jump right into both of them. Um, last week, <clears throat> excuse me, in 1963, uh, state troopers joined local deputies in beating and shocking with cattle prods more than 350 African Americans as they wait in line to register to vote at the county courthouse in Selma, Alabama. Just to register to vote, they were shocked and beaten with cattle prods, sheesh. So this moment for, the moment for this week, um, for this date, 
Um, again, according to the calendar that I have from Equal Justice Initiative, Equal Justice Initiative, excuse me, um, says in 1982, declaring drugs a threat to national security, President Ronald Reagan doubles down on the Nixon administration's war on drugs and calls for new laws to impose prison sentences for drug use. Leave that right there for y'all, because y'all know that's a lot we could talk read, about. Read that one more time, but oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me let that sink in. Right, right, right. Is that's what I wanted to do. It felt heavy on my chest when I read it all out. Um, in 1982, declaring drugs a threat to national security, President Ronald Reagan doubles down on the Nixon administration's war on drugs and calls for new laws to impose prison sentences for drug use. Mm -hmm. Well, that absolutely affected our community, but mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just we can definitely delve into that another day. Because that's why it's just a—it's a moment. It's a little food for thought. Something for us to kind of, um, you know, get some get some combo around. I um, um, I used to watch the show. Well, I still do, but I need to catch up. But <laughs> I used to watch the show and uh, Snowfall. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But basically, it was during that time where the war on drugs, mm. um, it highlights the war on drugs through the white community, the government, and the black community. Mm. So basically, you know, um, the government was paying for drugs to be brought into the country. And basically, you know, cocaine was popular during that time of, amongst the elites. But... Um, you know, the Blacks figured out a way to basically make more money on it and created crack from the cocaine. Okay. To sell crack, which is what caused the crack epidemic. But also, they focused on arresting or murdering the people in the Black community more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Now that part, see, I knew that, but see, that's that's interesting. So no, I definitely didn't know that part. I might actually look into this show um, right. just because <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. The only reason I even know about it is because um, on on the the dating app, like uh, quite a few people I've seen, like they say like, oh, what's your three favorite shows? Or some, some prompt they have you like answer that yeah. can be on your profile. And I've seen quite a few people say so. I'm like, what is this? Literally thinking about some show about Alaska or something. Like that. And yeah, no, really but, okay. That's it. I didn't know that. See, that's what I like to know. It's like just something else that I'm going to get from it beside the obvious. Like, okay, a deep message like that. I wouldn't have, I really would not have known that. I knew the show is a very deep show. It's a very what? It's a very deep show. Okay. I like it a lot. I'm sorry. I got to turn off my Uber. At That's okay. That's all right. Um, all right. But yeah, it takes place in the 70s. Oh, really? Oh, okay, right. So around the same oh, time. Literally the Nixon. Well, well, you know, that that the whole focus in the show was the war on drugs. And so right. yeah. So yeah, that's the time frame. Okay, I really might look into that show. I'm not even gonna lie. That's that's pretty interesting. Somebody's drag racing. I don't know if you're gonna hear that. Sorry. <laughs> it was annoying. It was like all the way I could hear at the very end of my block, which is quite a few ways down. And they didn't brought themselves up. Like, what took y'all so long to get up here? All that noise. Moving on. Um, but yeah, that's like I said, that's interesting. Thank you for that. And I, I knew just enough to be able, like, for that 
moment of racial injustice like to hit in a way because I, it's interesting that in that moment it mentions nothing about you know like we know like what they they crack down it says they crack down but it doesn't say that like they were arresting and like you said killing more you know of us and tying it with that so I appreciate that um I'm a, I might actually really look into that show I'm not even gonna lie um I've been thinking about it but I didn't have a real reason because I didn't even look into it to find out if I wanted to actually watch it but I appreciate it, I get it. um <laughs> So, y'all, tonight we are getting into, and again, hi, Lila. Thank you. Missed you. Um, we're getting into the fact that October is, and I almost gave it away earlier. I don't know if y'all caught that, like, as I was doing the intro, like, happy this, happy October, happy. I almost gave it away then, but I wanted to wait until we got to it so we could get right into the topic um, tonight, which is uh, the fact that October, um, along with a few other, like, movements, I know, um, well, October is dedicated to, um, it's considered, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't find it. I can't find it, y'all. Forgive me. I've had a day. And I'm really not even trying to go into that. But, um, oh, all right. I got it. My brain has to shift of even caring to find the word that I'm looking for. It's okay. Um, but anywho, so the month of October is, is dedicated to um, domestic violence awareness um, and prevention. Um, so it's National Domestic Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. And so wanted to, I don't know if um, all of you that may be doing now, um, or for those of you that may even catch the replay, it'll um, <laughs> behoove you, um, or really it just, just to jag your memory that as toward the end of last week's show, we started to touch on um, just, a, a, not just, but abuse. Um, domestic violence abuse and um, not to put on blast now, but Jasmine began to just share like her experience. And so it just, it peeled right into and, and it was right in alignment with um, the topic for this week's show. I don't even know if y'all re- might remember that I said like, yep, next week we're going to get right on into that because it's, it's right there, just cooked right up into it. Um, and would definitely want to pay homage to such a movement because awareness overall, I don't really care what the movement is, awareness is a big part of it. Y'all know here on the B-Mix, we talk about awareness a lot because that's that's the thing. And we have to become more aware of self. You know, we talk a lot about self here. That's why we got the self-love, self-care queen in the building. Uh, so I love it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're welcome. Um, look, use it. Um, but you should. That's legit how I refer to you. Um, I'll be like, yeah, my friend, she's a self-care, self-love queen. And she does shirts. She does it. Like, that's always in my spiel. Um Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Listen, you got to know, man. I'll be pushing it out here. Uh, but yeah, so um, just to really get into it. And so I want to open up this part of just us getting delving into the topic. Open up this um, segment with stating because it really it go, it aligns with Jasmine and I just had a conversation a couple of days ago. Not too long ago, mm-hmm. a couple days ago, um, yeah. and so right, it was a couple. It was, yeah. it was recent, right? Okay, was like okay, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know it wasn't all the way last week. It was like recent. Okay. Yeah, that shows you today alone <laughs> it was long. So I feel like today was a week. Um, yeah. But so I wanted to open up this segment of the show with the fact that as we 
talk about and even share as, you know, Jasmine, feel absolutely free and open. Anyone that is listening, feel absolutely open and free to uh, comment, like, share. Of course, the show, the show overall, the B-Mix and this particular episode. Also feel free to call or text in um, at 443-642-9403. Again, 443-642-9403 with your experience. If you want to, if you feel feel moved, excuse me, um, to to share your experience, to, I don't know, delve into something, you kind of want to dissect something about, whether it's a current experience, a past experience, that maybe you see signs, whatever the case may be, anything that comes up tonight, absolutely feel free to talk about. Um, And so, but I want to say with any experiences that may be addressed or uh, mentioned or even just tapped around, I want to be clear that we have to keep an open mind that domestic violence is is that like it's instead of it, we can't say just women abuse you know uh, abuse on women um, that falls under you know that umbrella but to be very clear that there are quite a few male victims of domestic violence and we'll I guess as we continue to talk and so we'll get more into that and like what that means but one thing I wanted to one example rather to share is that. Um, when I interned for a law firm, I saw so many cases of like men like filing charge or just as the the victim of domestic violence. And of course, and I, I shared this when we were talking, Jasmine, I was like, even at that moment, me just sharing it a couple of days ago, was like, of course, my first brain, you know, wants to be like, like snicker at it. But even me repeating and saying it now, because I haven't thought about it in a while. Um, me repeating now, it's like, ain't nothing funny. But like, it's it's crazy to me. Like, it's yeah. wild, but we have to consider that. So just wanted to like set that atmosphere for everyone watching and listening and that may comment or share the show or like to call in or text or whatever. Please try not to discount. You know, we try not to do that here anyway, but do not discount anyone else's experience. And that's across genders. So, I mean, you know, LGBTQI, I just heard. I'm, I'm trying to make sure I keep up with any letters or any addition um, or anything. Hi, Shola! Happy birthday, Shola! my sister, y'all. It's her birthday, y'all. Heart man. Um, <laughs> she just checked in, y'all. I had to give her a shout out, like a legit yes. shout <laughs> Yes, I'm surrounded <laughs> by Libras and I appreciate them. Yesterday was Jade's birthday. Shout out to Jade. Happy belated Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Jade. Child, these Libras, man, y'all just y'all all around me. And I appreciate y'all. That's the thing. I do appreciate y'all. Y'all definitely balance me out. See what I did there? Get it? Right. Yes. <laughs> That's what we do. Y'all do, man. Y'all do. Like, so we do it better for other people than ourselves, though. <laughs> Look, isn't that us all? Huh? That's uh, that's all of us. So uh, it's okay. Yeah. Like, y'all don't yeah. have to work that by yourselves. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so. Okay, so Jasmine, first thought, domestic violence. What comes to mind? Um, I think I want to talk about what I always thought it was okay. before and then when experiencing it, mm-hmm. discovered. Okay. But um, for me, I always thought that, like, you know, in movies, they really kind of dramatize it a bit mm-hmm. and they make it seem like, literally getting your butt whipped on like a regular basis and while that may be some people's experience it doesn't necessarily take that for it to be considered it 
And so, you know, domestic violence doesn't just have to be physical. That's just any, it could be mental. Well, it, can it? Or it, are we is, it is mental. Yes. Yeah. Mental and physical. And mm -hmm. so more of it is mental than physical, in fact. Mm -hmm. So then you, when you actually experience it, it's kind of a mind F because you're like, is this? <laughs> especially in the earlier times like certain things happen and you you question it or you wonder like mm, I don't know and so as you keep going and then you realize when you reflect back in the beginning it's like oh these were warning signs mm -hmm. and also I think that something I shared with you the other day I think that not all now some people who are abusive may in fact just be abusive across the board but i do think that some toxic relationships can transition into an abusive relationship um and you know this whole year i guess in the pandemic everybody's been addressing different toxic behaviors but basically those toxic behaviors can trigger a person to to respond toxically and so yeah they may not necessarily or you may not necessarily be a toxic person but when involved with a person well everybody has toxic traits let me say that everybody has toxic traits and based on if you get into a relationship with a person who is more triggering than you know someone else that can cause a back and forth like tug of war Love you too. It's like a tug of war, really, of like, it, it's literally like being in battle, you know, like within the relationship. Like, there's good times, but it's always a thing where it's like you never are really able to rest. And uh, aside from just like um, being hit, also, I don't, being hit is not the only example. Um, some people choke, some people um do a number of things i don't want to speak on too many things because all of those things aren't my experience but in my particular experience the person i was involved with would choke me and so they didn't they they never hit me actually and so it was a thing where it was like i don't know what this is but is it abuse i don't know because it happened once and then it didn't happen again for a while and then it didn't happen again for a while. And so it was very like spaced out. And most of those times it occurred within heated arguments or debates about different things. Um, some of it was infidelity. Some of it was, you know, financial struggles. Um, and those were the main core two reasons for me. And one of the things that I actually saw in the news not too long ago was, um, domestic violence increases during pregnancy and so people wouldn't think that it but because you know the person is actually carrying in their child and i actually forgot to tell you this the other day when we were on the phone but they interviewed somebody i want to say from like house of ruth or something and they were like basically most men or or people in general who are um physically abusive within relationships become so stressed and overwhelmed that they are not able to handle whatever it is that is bothering them and they take it out on the person. 
that they're involved with. And so if they're having a baby on the way and now thinking of all the things that they have to prepare for, it may not be at a place where they feel like they're necessarily ready. It said they she said that that could you could definitely see an increase during that time. That's one heck of a statistic. Um, that yeah, that's that's something that you want. And it while it's not completely unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, before I read I read Phyllis comment because it it ties into uh, the, the the letter piece of of what I was going to respond to what you said, Jasmine. Um, what I thought about while you were sharing that, and I, I just didn't know that statistic. Like I said, it's not like it's unbelievable. Um, of course, it's very unfortunate. That's first and foremost. But then uh, not being unbelievable. So while you were sharing it, it made me think of like, I bet just with these stats of just, you know, most men and this, and you think of like scenario, just different scenarios. And just the, it, I always go back to just think of the society that we, you know, live within, like just these higher, hyperactive overworked, overwhelmed, just up, just up, just up here. And where then it comes out of like, okay, well, let's present these different options and opportunities to help assist with. So let's come up with these, let's allow, you know, some, let's give some grant money here, allow this person to come up with a program that, you know, aids these, you know, particular people, whether the men or the women or whomever. Um, but instead of just saying, you know what, let's calm things down across the board. Let's, yeah. let's bring it down a little bit. Let, let's go as far as, you know, a four day work week. I don't know, just something like it makes yeah. it so broad because these stats or even a therapy so requirement. like they're so alarming. What do you say? Even a therapy of requirement for employment. Listen, listen, yo, I'm telling y'all, I know for sure. And this is me dropping a snippet. I know for sure that my nonprofit that I really, really look forward to more so in these days, it I know that'll be a requirement for anyone that literally that either uh, works and or volunteers there. It's a requirement. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it still love? Um, I hope not. Let me know if it's still love. Um, but yeah, like it. I, mm-hmm. I don't. It has to be like it's it's things like that and moves like that. And I don't care with the fact that you know. Yes, we're seeing you know this fight. Um, about the mass mandate, the the vaccine ma- mandate, then I, I'd rather have that fight of you know mandating yeah. people to embark on or participate in you know therapy and seeking professional mental help and seeing yeah. as though all these statistics become stats again. That stats show, science shows that everybody that's breathing needs therapy. If you are yep. breathing, you need therapy. Yeah, I mean they have therapy for animals like. Yeah. You think somebody that, you know, we're we're the ones that, you know, thrive the the society and just the world around us. And we keep yeah. everything pushing and keep everything afloat. And it's heavy on us, especially as Americans alone. Jeez, cut it out. So, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Ab- absolutely. And so, just to... And know, even just with things that, you know, are out of our control. All of us have experienced exactly. death. Exactly. Everything's out of our control. As Americans, everything is is, is almost out of our hands. I don't even want to say out of our reach because that that diminishes our hope because I'm a hopeful person. I'll always be that. But it's just, I mean, realistically, it's like so many things as Americans are just out of our hands, out of our 
control and while and we're just literally trying to grab onto something so slippery and trying to climb it, we're falling down. Like everything around us, like help us out. Don't just throw me a bone, actually yeah. help me out. And then to the point where, because so many of us experience so many mm-hmm. uh, shared traumas um, that, um, and this is where I'll tie Shola's comment in, that so we share so many, we have so many shared traumas that it's, uh, I don't just want help for myself. I want help for everybody around us because mm-hmm. and something that she mentions here, she's breaking the cycle. So to share Joel's comment, she says, my grandmother was in an abusive relationship. I was a product of domestic violence. A, a, I'm sorry, of a domestic violence situation, then ended up in a violent relationship myself. I am determined to break the cycle. That's exactly, I've literally felt yeah. that in front of my stomach's reading that. Yeah. That first and foremost, thank you for even sharing and being open um, mm-hmm. about that because here, that, that you're talking what? was that three generations mm-hmm. of trauma, shared trauma and and mm-hmm. who's to say um you know of how we come about and come across this information it's it it's not always you know spilled and poured and shared with us openly we yeah. usually kind of just find out by watch by hear um mm-hmm. and then by you know again by shared trauma and experience for ourselves and so mm-hmm. it, and then especially as us the thriving generation now the millennials that it's on us. We know this. That that is why things are just so much harder for us. It's on us to break these cycles, to mm-hmm. break and 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 break the chains on these on these generational curses, and just to break loose from them and to pave a brand new, you know, a fresh path for those for ourselves. You know, so that's another thing to remember that it's for us too. But then to pave the way, you know, for others, you know, coming behind us. So I mean, it is. It is bonkers. And I want to just go back for a second of just some of the things that you mentioned, Jasmine, of uh, the different is actually it's funny. You're all up in my notes. It's so crazy Um, that again, I just want to reiterate because now I'm looking at my notes. I want to reiterate that women are not the only victims. And so my next note was about toxic versus abusive and that uh, of how I think I'm sure there's plenty to back that up of where you said like toxic relationships or toxic traits. Excuse me. And I will say you definitely just snatched everybody's wig, but I'm going to reiterate the fact that you said everybody shares toxic traits. And I, if anybody goes back to watch it, I did like snicker or like not snicker, but kind of like <laughs> at that moment, because it was like, oh, snatch my wig. Because I, I still remember not too long ago where it was this big deal oh, no. on social media of people um, you know, posting and talking about my toxic trait is this, my toxic trait is that. And I would look at them like I, really because I didn't share the same toxic traits as everybody posted. Like my toxic traits are simple as like, I mean, so simple, like, Oh, you don't know. I just pooed it, but I pooed it. Like, I just like, I <laughs> like stuff like that. Or like, Oh, you don't know that I just thought about, I probably got pooed when I walked past you. I don't know. Just things. I don't know. But so because I didn't have the same shared toxic traits and watch where I'm going with this, that, I then assume that I don't have any, and that was far from the truth, right? And so it's more recently where I'm really just really coming to grips with my own toxic traits of just things that I realize can be can be perceived as toxic to someone else, can be even triggering to someone else. Whereas, um, no, it may not necessarily be you know my fault that this person is triggered, um, you know, by something I said or, or, or did, right? I'm not, it's not my fault that they are triggered, but it's still my responsibility to address the fact that they are triggered. If I, you know, peep that, you know, pick that up, especially if they acknowledge it and express it to me to say, hey, you know, you doing that or you saying that or whatever, or you not doing that, 
it triggered me in a way that, and that's where conversation comes in. Everything does not have to jump to, you know, you don't have to jump to a conclusion. Everything does not have to be um, a battle. It doesn't have to be any back and forth. Well, healthy back and forth is fine. Like exchange rather, not back and forth, but exchange, right? That's, that's the difference between, you know, a debate and argument um, and, and a simple dialogue and, and, and conversation. I, y'all know I'm always going to push for us to talk. Everything deserves a conversation. I, w- I will never get away from that or around that. And you want to get to a place where this is where self-reflection, y'all know ain't no episode finna happen here <laughs> on the VBIX of VIXWOSRADIO.com that I am not going to mention self-reflection. Cut it out. Every time. Every time you're going to hear it. Um, it almost makes me think of like I need something what would happen? Um, not his name is a Willy Wonka. What's his name, y'all? And he wore the suits. Pee Wee Herman. There we go. <laughs> and it was the word of the day. You know, every everybody went crazy. Like every time I say self reflection, I'm gonna tell y'all do something. Like do something wild. Like I need it to be embedded into not just your psyche, like not just your heart, not just your spirit, not just your soul, not just your belly, your feet, like just into your DNA. I need it flowing through your veins that you consider self-reflection. And then to the point where you, you know, actually apply and practice um, often self-reflection. Like it's, it's necessary. I just, um, right before the show started, I shared like a, I was looking for some posts that I wanted to post for the show promo. I promise that I'm going to make some notes, but, um, I came across something else and I read that, um, I loved it. Um, shout out to Mo. I know exactly who, who posted it. Oh my gosh. Monet love her by the way. Y'all have no idea. Uh, shout out to she is Moses on IG. Y'all doing amazing work. The girl can sing. She's beautiful inside and out. Love, love, love her. Um, and so she posted it. I don't know. I think it was actually a original post. Like I just remember screenshotting it because it was hilarious to me. And it said, sometimes I talk to myself and both of us laugh. Like it, listen, that y'all know everything's deeper for me. So first of all, I laugh because that was really me. Like, and when I shared it, not to put out here, but Jasmine, she agreed with me. Right. And, um, she said that, like, I love that she added to it. She was like, that's in private or public. Like, well, there's people around or not, right? And I was like, yeah, like, I legit cracked myself up. Like, and so even that is a part of self-reflection. Don't think it always has to be so boring and so heavy and so harsh and so, you know, bring you down. Self-reflection is not meant to bring you down, baby. It's not meant to do that. If anything, it is really to help uplift you and empower you for you to, for yourself to be able to, y'all want to claim to be your worst critic so bad. It's not for you. We had a show about this. It's not about you being your worst critic. It's just about you being able to critique yourself in a healthy way. So you having a, a good a dialogue with yourself, practice that so that we are able to have healthy dialogues with other people. I'm going to pin this right here and then I promise I'm going back to my notes. I'm going to tell you why it's healthy to be able to have uh, or why you have to do the work and eat in order to get to a place where you can have healthy dialogue with others. Because, um, and I think I mentioned on the show, if not, it was right before the show started, but I mentioned something along the lines of like, y'all, so that online dating app thing, I just be on... I want to talk about it. it. I know I certainly take it seriously, truthfully, but I do. This is one of the waves where I found myself kind of like back on it of just like saying or whatever. I'm just like killing time as if I had that time to kill. Moving on. Um, Cause I legit stay busy. It is. It, I love it. And I appreciate it, but oh Lord. Um, so in my downtime, right. My minuscule amount of downtime. Um, anyway, but so more earlier, I'm seeing like these responses from this one particular guy. Like, I think he's from quite a, lately now it's, I'm seeing all these people from like out there, out in like they're in Pennsylvania, Philly, Virginia, Delaware, I think New York, just away. Um, and so 
Uh, here's one, I guess he either lives in Philly or and or is from Philly or something like that. But either way, so in Philly, he's just like, hey, you know, and see, I, I used to be the person I love the idea of like, um, you know, let's just go to, you know, Philly for lunch or just go to Delaware, you know, but back when I was like drinking something like just for a drink or something like just go or yeah, just go to Virginia for breakfast. Like just I love I used to love that. I did. And I say used to because I definitely haven't even thought of that. Definitely haven't done that um, in a long time. Yeah, very long time. Never think about it. Anywho, so he mentioned that, like, hey, you know, come see and just follow me. I promise. I'm going to go off the grid for just a second. Go off and I'm veering back over. Um, and so, y'all, ooh, my eye. Um, what happened? Oh, yeah. So he mentions like, hey, you know, like, you know, maybe come to like Philly, you know, for for some wine or something. Like, I'm long overdue for like, you know, wine something. I didn't say it a wine date, but just a wine and convo or wine and dialogue kind of, you know, vibe or something. Well, you know, it's not bad. So I just want to respond like, you know, don't threaten me with a good time. Now, that was all fine and dandy. It gets to this point. He winds up saying something. His I read the message, so I made a mistake, misread the message that I, I thought he said, I'm off Friday, right? So I was thinking, like, oh, I'll have my baby sister then, like, I'm not going to do that, like, you know, what I have her for the weekend, her, my daughter, she and my daughter, like, we're going to have this one. Um, and so, but the message actually read, I'm off today, right? So I think that was probably yesterday, I think. Long story short, we're going... Like I was still going on the think the thought of thinking he said Friday, still not rereading the message. Clearly, it was when I was doing too much, like whatever. And so, understanding once I got to realizing why he's confused and all that, because first I was getting smart, like what are you confused for? So I remember him wind up saying one of his messages was, you know, you playing games or, and I was like, you read and comprehend or, <laughs> oops. But once I realized my mistake, I apologize. Right, that's the big big piece. Um, and so why I said to be able to have healthy conversation with people, that includes to be able to accept or to receive and accept and respect somebody's apology, even with, because at some point earlier, like we now have like some words like big for nothing like crazy, but just still, um, just that it's like, so you can't just accept apology and like move on because now once I've realized that you're saying that day I had stuff to do. So yeah, it was yesterday. Um, cause I was going to a play shout out to y'all side, side note to the side note. This is probably why my producer hates when I don't have um, a guest because I just I just ramble on. Uh, but I enjoy it. It's good for me. <laughs> but um, side note to the side note real quick. Shout out to Rock City Church. Um, I went to the play yesterday about eternity. Really good. Really good message. A little loud. Definitely a little loud, but very good. Um, and it, it's free. So just if anybody's interested, it would have been tonight. So tomorrow, I believe, is the last showing. But if you are interested in one tickets, I definitely have them. Please reach out to me. I will even drop them off. Like, it's definitely worth it. Um, but so so back to the point of that, you know, with this guy, right? So he, um, hey, James, yes, guess who's busy? Sorry, um, my phone died. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I figured something. I thought it was like a call to something. I'm like, girl, I don't do business. Listen. Okay. Um, but um, I'm glad you're okay, though. And so I was just mentioned, like, I had this side note because I was actually, it's perfect timing, actually, because I reared off from, I was like touching on like just my notes to like what you said earlier, but I, I went on a tangent talking about of just how, why it's healthy to, oh, when I made the when, earlier, like right before the show started, I made the mention of, read the thing of like, um, sometimes I talk to myself and we both laugh. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned of just when you said like, yeah, that's, per, you know, private and public, like brown people are not. And I was just saying like, I chimed in and just talking about of how, why it's so important to 
have that practice to be able to then have healthy dialogue with other people because you know you had with yourself right Mm -hmm. um and to be how a lot of people will claim to be like i'm my worst critic and all that but do that in a more healthy way right um and so with the i was sharing like with this guy that i met um online and so he's in philly and he like and it's like invited me to come out to feel like for a, a wine and dialogue kind of like feel whatever. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's so fun. I, I, that's what I thought, right? So I so I responded. Right? <laughs> I responded saying like, "Don't threaten me with a good time." What I messed up on is I misread where he said he was off that day. I misread oh. it as he's off Friday, knowing that I'll have. My baby sister and and of course like sydney like they have like play day like all week and all that so i went along with that and then it wasn't like some well timed into the convo like me trying to figure out why he's confused then me rereading the message realizing i misread it and so he had wound up saying something like um you know uh are you playing games or and i want to say like can you read and comprehend or right and so realize so i apologize and so well, I was just as you sign back on i was just getting to the point of saying like he i realized like you're he's even unable to just ex, to receive accept and respect like an apology and simply like move on from that yeah so it as like you know um are we even reading the same thread like this is crazy this is so odd you you it this just might be an app to you but some of us are actually out here trying to like find a real person all that it's but, like okay. does he work for the state um i don't think i did i ask that i don't know wait you said he lives in philly yeah um that sounds like a situation I had, girl. But, but it's plenty of them. That's the thing. That is so crazy. And so, like, with all of that, like, just, it was just back and forth. And it was just, I literally, oh, because at some point, I wanted to dismiss it, like, not even in a rude way, but just literally was just like, okay, well, you know what? I understand. I, hey, take care. Now he comes over there and then you, all you say is take care, no solution. Okay, so one, you don't know how to accept an apology. I don't know what solution you want from me anymore. Like, I've explained to you, like, I don't mind explaining stuff because I get that you don't know. That's the thing. Like, people, it's still this thing about, like, I'm not going to explain this. I'm going to explain that. Like, it's still that tug and war where people feel just the same way of, I don't have to tell you where I am, bro, especially if we live in Baltimore, but just in the world we live in, it's very unsafe out here. So to check in with somebody, no matter how old you are, is a thing. That's for everybody. Yeah. They can eat on that. And so all of that, it was just yeah, like, stuff like, oh, you act like you're my girlfriend. I'm like, right. So it's just like, well, listen, check it with somebody, somebody that doesn't make you feel that way. If it's your mom or your daddy, I don't, I don't really care. Just check with somebody. And if it gets back to me, okay. And if not, I just hope I wish you well. So just all of that, like he was unable to even accept, like I said, the, the apology. And so it just makes it, so it takes me back into where I took that tangent, but it takes me back into just the different um, notes that I was taking of like when you were speaking and then of, like I said, just them right along the lines of the notes that I had for tonight of one of, like I said, the um, toxicity, like kind of really feeding the domestic violence or domestic abuse, um, because really what that really speaks to is healing or the lack thereof. So an unhealed person, you know, is, has, is someone that's, probably more than likely not dealing with their stuff, their unhealed parts, their broken parts of them. Um, and no, that does not just to put this out there. That does not correlate with the unheard unseen, like it can, but it does not necessarily mean that. So I, for the mm-hmm. folks that I am talking to, which I said is everyone, when I open the show and mention about the unseen, the unheard, the overlooked, the forgotten, that does not mean that you, I'm not calling you broken. Now, in self-reflection, again, the thing that we should coin here on the B-Mix during self-reflection, that is for you to, you know, come to conclusion of if 
you know, if that is what that means for you, but that's not necessarily what I'm saying, right? Um, mm-hmm. So there's the toxicity that feeds into the domestic abuse, which I do agree with usually because it goes along with the different types of abuse. So where you mentioned, um, you mentioned emotional early, no mental, I'm sorry, mental. And then there's emotional, there's spiritual. Like you could just be a person, I don't care what this is, how this is about to sound to anyone. As an adult, you can be some, you can be with or be entangled, be connected to, soul tied to, however you put it. And and I leave it general like that because that could include friends, uh, you know, colleagues, church members, community members, family, whomever. But you can be connected to someone that simply hurts your feelings. So much so, so often, so regularly that that's the connection that you, that's what you automatically tie to the connection with them. So immediately you could think of, oh, my friend, Barbara, <laughs> you know, like as soon as you think of Barbara, you think of, she always hurt my feelings. She mm-hmm. always says something that makes me sad. That is like, that's your um, identifier. What is mm-hmm. your respective connection or bond or relational, uh, I'm sorry, relative identifier with people? Reevaluate all of that, all of that in your life. And yes, we're talking about domestic violence given, um, but it's really for you to identify or, or I'm sorry, to, to familiarize yourself with just the awareness and just the overall everything that goes into this, but also to for you to reevaluate um, and to come up with your identifier. I know for sure uh, my identifiers with the folks that are in my life now. Beforehand, I'll be honest, I never really even thought about it. Yeah. I never thought of the friends, the best friends that I had and all that. I didn't think about what the identifier was for the people that I was connected with and talked to on a regular basis, you know? So. And on top of that, to piggyback off of you, it's important to recognize who doesn't make you feel okay. Exactly. Work on it, talk about it or talk through it or get a therapist because even just your frustrations and situations that you feel like you have no control over. Mm-hmm. And then you take that same energy that you're harboring, those emotions that you're harboring, and then you're in a committed relationship where most of us, you know, kind of let our let our guard down. We're a little bit more of who we really are <laughs> with the people that we are in relationships with, especially if it is a committed relationship. And so, you know, those people tend to see a side of you that is more vulnerable or you in in not just good ways so that's good it might be good ways but it might be bad ways and it might be um a thing where you don't even that person becomes your punching bag essentially you might not feel like you have control in those other environments and then you have this person who's right here and you already know they pretty much down with you for the most part and so you eventually may start to take out those emotions onto them, which is a part of the toxicity. On top of that, I think especially in the Black community, we have a lot of downloads that show us that toxic behaviors are okay. And so like we, you know, most of us, um, as much as people want to deny it or reject it or rebuke it and think that it's just up to the parents, um, media plays a big impact. And so you got movies, you got TV shows, you got music 
that all reference um, domestic violence in a casual way. Um, most of us tend to watch things or listen to things that um, we're not mature enough to listen to when we are first introduced to it. And so we internalize that however we see fit and might think that, oh, okay, I could do this or for a man or a woman um, in certain things. But when it actually comes down to it in that actual relationship, those behaviors whether it be a male displaying uh, whatever he's displaying and a woman displaying whatever she's displaying, she could have got it from TV. She could have got it from music. And so one movie that I think everybody references is Baby Boy. And so that was like a really Mm -hmm. toxic relationship. And most people I know, especially in our younger years, we kind of were in toxic relationships, especially if you come from a broken home yeah. and then you come into a relationship, you know, experiencing all this love. But then also you might have witnessed domestic violence yourself as a child. And so that was how you learned that you should deal with these deal with these problems. Mm-hmm. And so whether man or female, because that just depends on where you come from. Um. So really, I think it can be a compilation of things. Absolutely. And I think yeah. that uh-huh. some people like to try to put it on one thing, but it, it could be so many factors, just like with anything else in life, you know, so many things compile together to make up someone's idea of what something should look like. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. Exactly. Again, why it's back to having that conversation with yourself and self-reflection. Um, I keep feeling like that was about to fall. But um, to, be, to be able to see, because when is the last time that any of us have asked ourselves, because one, it, it's a two-part thing. So it's asking yourself what you think, and we talked about this on our show a while ago, um, of asking yourself of what you think other people see you as, or what what is what do you think your identifier for other people is, right? And then how realistic is that? And then actually applying that or testing that and asking those around you and closest to you what their identifier for you is. And when, like, you have to actually practice and apply self-reflection in mm-hmm. order to really just be aware, but we're so stuck in this place of, I don't really care what people think when truthfully all of us do. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why it seems in a lot of different circles where that has been brought up that I felt like such an outcast. <laughs> because I'd be like, well, I actually do. I actually do care. Now, am I saying that it drives my life? No, but I do consider and 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 often, you know, just consider just how I appear or how I'm perceived, uh, you know, and, and it's just at least perceived. I'm not saying you're even yeah. concerned with how you're received, but at least how you're perceived. What do other people see and think of you? Because honestly, it, it plays a role somewhere. Somebody somewhere in some circle, you know, yeah. can be either bad mouthing you or praising you. Or yeah. it's a combination of both. And then it just helps you in the end. And like, um, there was something you said earlier that made me think of, oh, one is <laughs> two things. So one, because it's going most recent and back. So one, it's funny that you even bring up the example of baby boy. 
and just I, like you said, the idea of just in music and in movies and just so many other things, especially social media now, of just how it's yeah. praised or how it's watered down or like you said, it, or so over dramatized to where it's like that's unrealistic, ain't no way. So then it it makes your response, it forces your response to be in a lesser way in which it should be perceived and received mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and drawing drawing um. Uh, uh, what am I saying? Of, of bringing forth awareness, like it'll it 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 literally reverses the response that should be, you know, to something so serious such as domestic violence. That it's these conversations that we need to have and should have. And so, um, uh, I think about like with Baby Boy bringing up the movie Baby Boy again, giggling now just because. Sorry, y'all. I promise, not not learn this down at all but bring up the movie baby boy literally my longest relationship that i had my most toxic and i mean most toxic relationship um that i had that like we at some point like i remember it wasn't for the entire duration of our relationship but at some point we referenced you know like oh like oh you might bet oh you my jody like no what and we were young like we started dating when we were 16 and you know, uh, broke up when we were like 23 or something. Like, uh, no, absolutely not. Should that have not, should that not have been a part of a young girl's or even a young man's, you know, um, model, uh, uh, example. Um, and so, it, oh, that's what it is. I'm glad I, I went to that because it made me think of what I thought about when Jasmine was bringing up, even bringing up the movie and just about guarding or how I perceive it as like guarding what we hear, guarding what we see. And I know I've said this in recent shows, the past few weeks, I believe, at least sometime last month. Um, and why, if you think about it, now follow me, just whatever, just follow me, okay? How people, choose, be careful of the fights and the debates that you gung-ho, like jump into and want to, you know, drive, just yeah, I'm going to stick with this, you know, uh, religion is man-made and I go, the crazy part is though, man-made or not, religion helps with, and I'm thinking at least the Christian, right? Christian religion. And I'm even thinking of others. Like I know there are what, I'm sure there are other religions that I, because I don't want to be completely wrong. So I'm not even going to pinpoint, but I do know that there are other religions along with Christian that, um, charge you to not charge physically or fiscally right like not you have to pay money but charge you as in tasking you and and urging you to uh be more cautious and to be aware of what you listen to what you see right what you watch what you surround yourself with right because if anything it's helping you to build up self so we're so gung-ho to push off oh no religion oh no oh no if you decide not to believe in jesus that is your decision I wish better for you, truthfully. Um, but that still is your decision. It does not mean just because you don't agree with one does not mean that you don't have to believe or agree with any of them. Because I told y'all before that I'm sure, like, I, me, I'm mix me all around. Throw some Buddhists in there. You know, I'm firm on Christianity, believe in Jesus Christ, all of that, right? Um, but, you know, mix just mix a few practice, other practices in there because everybody got a little... It all comes from one anyway. We all pray to the same God. We call them something different. And then Christianity being the one true religion because the only way through God to God is through Jesus. But I get and respect. That's the thing. It's respect that each person has to come to that in their own. And that's okay, right? But the point being that um, something that stretches across 
almost all, you know, religions really is just that it is to help build you up and to give you some that to feed that sense of that human nature um, sense of, you know, of belief. We have to believe in something. Again, even the atheist, their belief is the, the choice not to believe in a heartbeat. Got it, right? Still their belief. Um, and so with that being said, that just speaks to the fact that, like I said, in um, Christianity, and like I said, there are some others um, that, you know, charge you to be very cautious of what you see and what you hear and, you know, what you watch and what you, because it'll feed what you do. It, you'll internalize it at some point. It it addresses the the psyche, right? And so, um, even when we think about uh, because of what it is that we watch and we listen to, and how it's either watered down or over dramatized, and forcing us to do the watering down of something such a, such a serious topic as far as domestic violence and domestic abuse, or just abuse overall, um, and all the different types, um, is um, like something else that Jasmine mentioned earlier of. Um, it was a uh, when she mentioned that in her experience um, that you know she ne- there was never hitting right and so it it makes someone question like well can I even claim this as domestic violence can I even say and not to touch on this too much but just the because there was another piece earlier that I wanted to compare but I'll just step in step in here to compare with the fact that even when we think about um, for for rape victims something else that I can speak to, right? That um, depending on, or I, I don't want to say all, but I'm, I'm sure there are more than what we could imagine. Just most, um, I think I can safely conclude that, that most victims at some point, you know, quite go through that questioning, you know, process of like, can I claim this? Is that I know with one of my experiences because I knew the person, right? Um, knowing very well that it was not consented. They're knowing very well that I did not ask for it. I didn't lead it on. I didn't, I mean, literally I was asleep, asleep, okay? Um, and so I, you just go to through a place of questioning, like, well, can I even consider this to be? Like, can I, right? And so even it with domestic violence, um, you can go through, or in, I'm sure any abuse, any trauma, you go through a period of questioning it and doubting yourself. Hence why I really push for self-reflection because even for something that I push for us to practice in our most most healthy state or where we consider to be most healthy is good practice for when we go through things, right? When we experience trauma, when we experience, you know, shortcomings, downfalls, whatever, or even heightened accomplishments. Because if we think of just depression for a second, which is, um, we'll probably get into next week, which also is uh, October is National Depression Awareness Month. Um, and so just that people, you know, um, not people, sorry, what was I about to say? Dang it. Uh, just oh, just even with that, like when, as far as, there we go, with, um, like I said, heightened, it could be trauma. So just bad things that happen to you, but also could be heightened accomplishments as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we think of just even depression, right, that depression, they talk about just do you have very low lows and very high highs, you know, like that it's supposed to be, you know, balanced. So again, shout out to the Libras. Um, you know, it's supposed to be you know, balanced. It's, it's about the life is about finding the happy medium um, and just trying to balance out, you know, the different things that come your way in life. And just, and so why I push for self-reflection because that is like the, the consistency that we all really want to strive toward because it helps us. And so when we, Jasmine, right before you got 
back on, I was just um, touching on the area of where you had mentioned with your experience of that it was never any hitting. Um, and so I, I just, I kind of added to that a bit of just where people could question of, well, can I even consider this abuse? Can I consider this domestic violence? And the, the answer, I don't even know if I made it very clear, is yes. Yes, you can, because it goes back to something else we already talked about, that there are different types of abuse. There's, again, there's spiritual, you know, somebody broke your spirit, you know, they're, they're fighting with you. And I mean, that could be someone that is spiritual and religious or not. Still, we all have a living spirit within us. So either way, you know, somebody can hurt you spiritually. Um, it, it, uh, they talk about domestic um, abusers um, try to control, you know, financially. So we can talk about financial, you know, abuse. Uh, we talk about mental abuse, emotional abuse, and then, then there's also physical abuse. That we talked about earlier, Jasmine you said a compilation of some things. There's that too. Like at some point, it's probably a combo because whereas I think a, a, a bit ago you mentioned um, that you said it's more of, or yeah, I think that's how you put it. You said it's more of mental health and I mean, mental health or <laughs> mental abuse. Um, simply because it is a mental health problem too. Well, right, ex exactly yeah. right. But yeah. I was trying to quote you correctly. That's why I chuckled. But um, just <laughs> the fact that it starts there—that's the thing. Because the, right to what you said, it's a mental health problem. Something that needs to be addressed for a with a mental health professional. Right, simply because and it stems from insecurities. Exactly. How about that? That's all. It's all wrapped in. So mm -hmm. there are literally. That's why they they tend to not want you. Huh? Right, and they tend to not want you to be around other people as much. Right, that, and that's, so that's they that's always fear basically that they're going to lose you. Mm -hmm. and so they kind of operate in a way that they kind of scare you to stay. And want you to do everything that they want, how they want it to be done. And if it doesn't get done that way, then it can be a problem. Right. And see, and that's, and that's a way, and that's exactly, that's a, not exactly, but that's a, a good example of, because that's exactly what it could look like for some people and probably I'll say some, I won't even jump to say most because I don't know, like, of course, not everybody's experience, but it's definitely enough. It's an example of enough amount of people, you know, or situations out here for people to be able to know that it needs to be addressed and need to be made more aware of that because um, it, it makes me think of just the different cycles of abuse. Like there are cycles. At some point, they make you feel more comfortable. At some point, they, you know, may water down your experience or your feelings. And then again, making you then question your own, like, well, can I even, am I even in this? Like, whereas on social media right now, there's this trend of the red flag thing. And I always talk about the fact that there are times where this is why I'm always triggered, even before it was my experience. People just one example would always try to bash about like single, single mothers and say, well, you chose them. You, why you just lay down with that person? while that we could spend a whole show just addressing that but um it's I'm, I'm triggered by just when people make the just make the huge jumps out here against somebody else's experience um simply because honestly at some point for all these red flags that people are talking about at some point you didn't even know that was a red flag that was just your experience mm -hmm. and so you didn't know that this was something like oh this isn't supposed to it was normal for you I will always share that it wasn't until uh, the first time I, um, or uh, just not the very first session, but just the first um, therapist that I had as an adult 
that I shared with her and just like kind of walking through, you know, some stuff and my family and all, I'm just talking about it. Like once I finally felt like, like opening up and just saying, and for her to blatantly say like, that's not normal. And it was like, it literally took her to say those words. And I'm like, what, what, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, and then that's what helped yeah. me to open my eyes. Like, that's not normal. Everybody wasn't going through this. So like, that's the same thing as far as when people are experiencing red flags, well, unfortunately, when people are experiencing abuse in any shape, way, or form, that you may not identify that as, you know, whatever that is, red flag, narcissistic, abuse, trauma. Like we literally, if you think about it, all of us are able to, or all of the, all of us that are able to speak to our traumas, we're speaking to them in the past tense. Mm-hmm. I don't know many conversations and I want at my when I dream of the world and one day of how we'll get is that I will want somebody to be able to talk about their stuff in the moment. Hey, I am experiencing trauma. I am experiencing abuse. Usually it's, yep, this happened to me. Yep, I, you know, th- I saw this or that, you know, and so we we had once we get to a place of where we can be proactive about it. Mm-hmm. Usually everything is in retrospect. And so um, I, I know something else we talked about when we were talking the other day that along the lines of questioning, like, can I, can I say that this is abuse? Can I claim this? Can I claim to be a victim? Like we're looking for validation to even be a victim here. It, mm, it just came to me. Thank you, Lord. Here's your B tip of the week. You do not have to be validated as a victim. If you suspect that you are victimized in any way, then that is what you are. Now, it is about how you address it, right? And what is best for you in your healing journey. But you don't have to ask anybody. You don't need anybody to validate for you if you are a victim. If you are experiencing it, because it looks different. So even like Jasmine, like shared like some example, there are millions of different examples of what it looks like. I'll speak to just real quick, I promise of um that uh when earlier Jasmine when you said like it how did you put it I think you said like it wasn't every day or just you know it started off it might have, oh, that's what it was it, it, yeah, yeah. it, it, it was never every day but right. you know it was enough that it right. was like, like it took a while or something right yeah. uh I you said something yeah. about the gap and that was the uh, it made me think of that I was like that was exactly what made me question like it took quite a few times for it to happen I'd be like oh shoot was I a domestic abuse, a, a, a victim of domestic violence? There's no way. That's crazy. Even with, you know, literally of having to go to court, having to go to hospital, like of hearing and having documentation of this being written up as a domestic violence call, a domestic violence that like yeah. it still hadn't clicked and, uh, for me. I think too, it's a bit of um, shame that comes with it mm. as well because it almost it can make you feel like you weren't smart enough to recognize it or smart enough to remove yourself from the situation prior to or still loving that person and caring about that person regardless of what they may have done to you. Mm-hmm. And so then telling people or even just saying it or admitting it can be, you know, a challenge. Absolutely. Depending on the person. I, I just so happen to be a person who likes being vulnerable. <laughs> so gotcha. I, and I don't, I'm not really sure what it is because yeah. I've definitely been told you shared too much. But for me, it's always been a thing where I know other people are having this experience. And the number one thing across all of the experiences that I have experienced, 
I always in those moments felt alone. And so I share those experiences because I absolutely don't know what's going on with other people and and all the experiences that I share, even with just the self-love and how I'm so vulnerable about that and the things that caused me to take those steps and, and including the abusive relationship, which absolutely was the start of or that led to the self-love journey, I'll say, before I knew it was a self-love journey. So I think that it's really easy to think that you, um, it's hard to admit a lot of different things about yourself, you know? And so I think that that's one of the reasons why I like to be vulnerable because it gives people permission to accept those things or admit that they also experience those things without being shamed. And so most of us, I told you before, I call it experience shaming, but where people experience certain things and they don't talk about it because they've heard chatter of other people making fun of other people who experience those same things. And so then it becomes a thing where it's like, now you're bottling it all up. And not to say that you have to discuss anything that you deal with with anybody. You can absolutely just go to a therapist. But sometimes you won't even make those steps if you don't even realize it's something that you need to do something about. That's good. And that's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I, um, it makes me think about it's something that we share alike that um, is <laughs> some wording that I've been like playing around with in my head. Because um, first I wanted to say live, but I, it, what it really is for me, it's we life out loud or yeah, some people live out loud, others laugh out loud, but we life out loud and just we're not the same because some of us are really set apart to to be that, that I don't even want to say ultimate, but I guess like just this extra amount of vulnerable, you know, vulnerability, right, to, to give that to to lead way just to make pe- other people feel more comfortable because it are it is those people yeah. of any circle, like a, a, a there's going to be a snooty person there. It's just like, oh, no, I can't, I would never share that. But yet we might be at a, a women's circle where that's what we're supposed to do. But so now here I am, I just feel led and just easily by myself yeah. to open up to, to break that ice and to hopefully, you know, create that space before that was even a phrase. And so I absolutely get that because the same way, like I just, why I always kind of take to, you know, quote unquote, the underdog or just the person that seems like, you know, the unseen, the unseen, all of that, right. That's always been like just my Mm -hmm. inner ministry. And then it's because Mm -hmm. it's like, let me just, oh, just be just who I am, just open because I know, like you said, that when I dealt with it, uh, whatever the it is that I felt alone and I don't want anyone else to feel that way. And so in order for you not mm-hmm. to feel the way, you need to feel like somebody else is there. So even in a circle where everybody could be laughing, you know, or making fun of you know, this one particular situation and there's somebody in that circle, like you said, that's afraid to speak up because, you know, the 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 consensus of that group at that moment is, you know, who would say that? Who would do that? And it's like, well, actually plenty of people. And so where I can insert you know, myself and my own experience to make people feel a little more comfortable. Absolutely. Like, even though, and I say, even with the, the B tip of the week is that you don't need anyone to validate you, you know, validate your victim status, um, that, you know, you also, uh, 
you know, just have to find that stride, you know, in, in yourself. And it just goes right back to that. I've just, and I lost my other wording. I was, I've lost my train of thought of exactly what I was about to say, but it was just along those lines of that, you know, you, you're the strength. Mm -hmm. on that strength. And that's it. That's exactly, it was something you said earlier. Um, oh, that when you were talking about vulnerability too, that it made me think of, um, I said, it, it just, you're strengthened. Like you said, I think you said empower some, but it's like, it, you, you're strengthened to be that vulnerable um, yeah. in order to strengthen others. So really, if anything, anybody like something of what we share is like used as a conduit, you know, like mm -hmm. just to exude, that's it. Like you're, mm. second B tip of the week, y'all. <laughs> your vulnerability exudes your strength. Mm. That's 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 for you, you, you yeah. out there. That's, I love that. That's for you out there. Your vulnerability exudes strength. And I mean that. I mean that wholeheartedly because it comes from a deep-rooted place that it, it if any it empowers your own self. Because if anything, when you share a word, when you empower somebody else, when you strengthen someone else, when you love on someone else, that's the crazy part. That's the piece that we leave out. But when you do anything else, just like a a, a, a preacher, right? A preacher that preaches a word, it should, it is supposed to, truth be told, it's supposed to hit them first. Like it's supposed to move in their life, you know, first as then they are used to be, you know, that messenger to share yeah. that gospel, whatever it is. So it's for those of us that give empowering words, all of that, it's supposed to move and touch you first um, in order for you to actually walk in what it is that you're, you know, talking or, yeah. or pushing, right? And so with that being said, like I said, the last part that little piece that we never really connect, you know, that where it's supposed to hit us first is love. Why? I mean, not to shame us by any means, but to bring light to the fact that it should not be such a hard of a push to get us to love ourselves. No one really should have to tell you that, but that's something for our world to move toward. So we're just dealing with how we are now that there are plenty of, you know, queen me, you know, of, of queen melanin of, you know, like, I mean, the, what I call you, the self-love, self-care yeah. queen out here to really Oh, one of the push. things too, mm -hmm. I wanted to say, the world really sends a message that as a whole, with so many different downloads, that we shouldn't love ourselves. And so that's how so many of us get caught in this mindset of not being okay with our body or not liking the way certain things on us look, especially physically. Mm -hmm. And so when you already show up not feeling like you look the best that you could, mm -hmm. it immediately attacks anything else that you now, oh, nobody wants to hear what I have to say because of what I look like. Right. And so then you begin to think that your contribution doesn't matter, your thoughts doesn't matter, your you don't matter. And so that's one of the reasons why the self-reflection is important and, and, and going back to look at how you look at things. And then the self-love is the taking the steps to make sure that you are nurturing your spirit and your everything. And so you can't move effectively if you're not happy with yourself. And so essentially you want to find inner peace. And so that way you are more aware of what you're not, what you're allowing people or how you're allowing people to treat you mm -hmm. and how you're allowing yourself to be treated, period. Well, I, I repeated it. And so I saw something recently that says self-love 
people love you how you love yourself. And so what does that look like? If you always putting yourself on the back burner, people constantly going to come to you and try to take take your time away from you because they already know. Oh yeah, this person makes their self available all the time. This person will give me money all the time. And so if it's something that you truly know that you're not wanting to do and you're doing it because you're thinking of that other person before yourself, then that is not self-love. So self-love is thinking about yourself the way you would think about somebody else outside of yourself that you love. Absolutely. And it's totally okay to think of yourself first. Again, it's about the balance. So like I've said before, it's not about, of course, we know it's not about being selfless, but it's also not being selfish, right? It's real, like you can be a, if it, it should be better. I know we take it as a, a compliment to say like, oh, this person is so selfless. Actually, the healthy way would be this person is more selfless. And even if it's just left there, but that alludes to the fact that they're more selfless than selfish. That means that you're somewhere closer in the middle of those two, right? Because some of us, and I'll even sp- I'm definitely speaking for myself, that sometimes I have to lean to someone that I've known or uh, like encountered that was a selfish person. It's like, I literally used to say, I don't understand how people can be so selfish. Like, but there are plenty of people out here that are just selfish. Um, and so respect to them because that takes energy and you know, mm-hmm. it takes something too mm-hmm. to just decide to be like, nope, all about self, but that's still not the healthy way. It is finding the balance. So just piggybacking off of what Jasmine said, that it is totally okay to think of self first. I told y'all my opinion, my perspective of the hierarchy is God, yourself, and then, you know, everything else. And you you put that in line there, you know, I mean, of course it takes um, a different turn, but the, it really starts with that foundation is your higher being, your who you believe in, your divine power, and then you. Right, because you are no, you you are nothing to anyone else if you're nothing to yourself first. You're nothing to no one else. Truthfully, we, we take we used to take pride in that, and I love that there's this movement now of just getting us away from that. Is oh, I pour myself into my children, to my parents, to my family, to my this, my that. Sure, but that's still not the right way to do it. That's why you're over. That's why you feel overworked. That's why you feel overwhelmed. That's why yeah. you feel too tired. That's how you make yourself easily susceptible. <clears throat> to you know depression to you know triggers yeah. i mean just things like and like i said we're getting into depression next week because again october um is also um is national depression awareness month and so to get into that because really one of the last notes that i had just touching on domestic violence is about um abuse and does it correlate with depression and just and how so I want to get into just experiences that we may have even shared tonight or just even different ones of next week of you know and anyone else feel free to check again and to chime in about if any experience that you have had and that's more broad than just domestic violence for anyone that's you know watching that does not relate to that which I'm truly happy about that if you do not relate to that because anything I've ever experienced, I don't want anyone to deal with. But And I'm so saddened by that there's so many other people here that have experienced some of the worst things that I have. Um, but, you know, even if not, so for next week, it's just for any experience that you've had, especially if it pertains to abuse in any way, shape, or form, and how that may have connected or have had driven 
you know, uh, depression if you've had experience with that. And so we'll we'll get into that next week. But before we get out of here in just a minute, I want to say this, um, especially because of what Jasmine shared earlier, that stat that really is just on me heavy um, about domestic violence increases during pregnancy. That is a very heavy statistic um, to to just to, to, to soak in, truthfully. Um, but in, in that feels feeds right into what I wanted to make sure we close the show out with tonight is that for anyone that suspects anyone else. So for any one of you out there and either you are experiencing, um, but especially if you, whether well, you experience or not, and you suspect that someone else that you love and care about and that's close enough with that you suspect that they are experiencing um, domestic violence in any way, shape or form, the, the number one thing, the piece of advice that I will give is that you you need to, especially if you are led, right? So this is for the people that feel led to do something, is that to to put yourself in a place and to make make it very clear with that person in a in the best way possible that they receive it, that they understand that whenever they may be ready to talk or to open up, that you are there, that you are a person that they can actually speak with and talk to doesn't mean to force any ideas, anything else on them. And then if you feel as though that you are not close enough and have that bond, that healthy bond with that person, that you can say that, then begin by creating that space first and then share that with them is all I'm saying. That is, I guess, your third B-tip of the week before we get out of here. I want to thank Jasmine. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. And for all of you out there, we love you. I mean it. Until next time. Bye.